Well, hey there. I'm so glad to see you again. I've got this fire started just for you. Welcome to this week's mini episode. As always, I'm your host and curator of all things strange and unexplained, Anthony Rossetti. And boy, have I got an interesting story for you tonight. So come sit down around the fire and let's get started. Let me tell you a story about a bleeding house in Atlanta. This story begins on September 8th, 1987, on a foggy Tuesday night. You see, on that night, something strange would happen. The house on 1114 Fountain Drive in Atlanta would begin to bleed. Minnie Winston, who was 77 with a thicket of gray speckled hair, was soaking in the bathtub, something she didn't get to do too often. It was a place to unwind and escape the stress of caring for her husband. Her shoulders looked frail, but they could carry more weight than her slight frame suggested. Life did not give Minnie much time for herself. Whatever turmoil existed in the outside world was just that now. Outside. The house was locked and the alarm activated for the night, their sanctum holding only the two empty nesters. Minnie got out of the tub as she walked. She stepped into a red puddle. It appeared to be bubbling up through the tile floor right at her feet. She was confused. I didn't get scared, she later recalled, because I didn't know where it was coming from. Then fear would set in. She said it looked like blood. Her husband Willie may have hurt himself. The retiree was also in bad health, stuck to his bed by old age in his dialysis machine. One moment, everything seemed fine, and then the next thing you know, Crimson fluid oozed down the white walls, seeped through the wooden hallway floors, splattered across the living room carpet, and found its way into almost every crack and crevice of the six-room brick residence. Alarmed, Minnie quickly ran to her 79-year-old husband, William, who was sleeping in their bedroom. Together, they investigated the blood, mostly small droplets. They wondered whether an animal, possibly a rodent, had been wounded in the house. William left the bedroom to look around the house. Soon it became clear that they were not dealing with a wounded rodent. William found blood seeping from almost everywhere in the house. It was on the walls in most rooms and in narrow, accessible crawl spaces in the basement. It was oozing from the floors and seeping from under kitchen appliances and the television. So, the Winstons called the police. When the police arrived, they searched the house from top to bottom. Their first guess was that somebody must be in the house injured or dead, but there was no one. This baffled police officers and they started to think they were being pranked, but many assured them that this was very real. The police asked Minnie if anyone else was in the house and if the doors were locked. Minnie explained to the detective that 
The alarm had been set and all the doors were locked. Nobody had access to their home. Now, Minnie and William had been together for 44 years, and half of those were spent in that very house. So if anyone knew any hidden spaces or entryways, it would surely be them. Homicide detective Steve Cartwright later said that in his 10 years of service, he had never seen anything like this. He said it was an extremely strange situation. Theories of haunting spirits and poltergeists were next on the list. The Winstons were asked repeatedly whether they had experienced any supernatural phenomena in their home before. They said no. This was the first incident of this type in the 22 years they had been living in this house. When a hobbyist reporter would try to interview Minnie after the media frenzy, Minnie would change her tune and say, it wasn't blood. It was just water and rust. But you see, sorry, Minnie, because science had something else to say. When the lab results came back, it was determined it was human blood. The creepiest part of this, the blood type was O. And Minnie and William, well, they were both blood type A. Where did this blood come from? Why was there so much of it? We still don't know. A theory by the police was that either the Winstons hoaxed the incident in order to elicit attention from their children or their daughter did it in order to have her parents legally declared as mentally incapacitated for her own financial gain. Neither one of those theories has ever been proven, and the case was closed without having arrived at any sort of explanation. The Bleeding House of Atlanta remains one of the strangest mysteries by far, one with not a single known precedent in history. Well, that's all I have for you tonight, guys. Thank you for joining me around this Campfire Chronicles episode about the Bleeding House of Atlanta. As always, if you like the show, you can give us a rating on Podchaser or Apple Podcast. Until next week, stay safe, stay sane, and lock those doors. <laughs> <laughs>